Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And Stat Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster. He putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation. We running the town. Yeah. It's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. We are the voice of the professional fan, as you know it. But today is a special day. Today is a day of reckoning. Today is the first annual Profanity Nation Lakers Roundtable. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So, of course, you know I have my co-host here. We've got Money Mike over here to my right. And just directly across, how you feeling? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm calling it more of a therapy session. Yeah, this you know is this I mean? for so we, therapy we to, for all Lakers. Fans. I love it because we were supposed to be seven and three, and we were five and five. Yeah, that's yep. not right. We're gonna get to that. We gotta figure out how we're gonna make it. Let's we're gonna go. get to that. Step Pat, we in this bitch. Yeah, definitely in this for bitch sure, this man. We up in here right now, and we are. I, look, I know it's five and five, but I'm seeing some positivity. Okay, I'm seeing some things change. I'm not really doom and gloom. I'm actually thinking that. We have righted the ship a little bit. So, yeah, let's talk about it. All right. And, of course, you can see we have some guests here with us. Let's introduce our in-studio guest here. Of course, you know him. You know him as Dan the Laker fan on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Um, You're obviously a Lakers influencer. There you go. Uh, You're obviously a Laker influencer. So we brought you in today. We're going to talk about the Lakers. We're going to figure out. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Glad to have you. Thank you guys for having me, man. I'm excited. I, I actually think we're ahead of the curve. Fellas, uh, last nope. year we started off horribly, man. Yeah. And, and there's no vampires in the locker room last I checked, so right, right. we should be straight. Uh-huh. All right, excellent. Let's introduce our guests who are with us virtually. Uh, we have Daniel Starkin, the managing editor from LakersNation.com. Uh, you guys do excellent work. Thank you so much much for joining us of course you guys are kind of the essential voice when it comes to lakers and lakers news no question about it uh thank you for everything thank you for all you do absolutely yeah that's what yeah, we are for sure and then you all know him uh last <laughs> yeah. but not least that's for sure our buddy our friend the man the myth petty petty <laughs> Many <laughs> Laker fans with us, yeah. of course. Again, uh, we're going with Lakers influencers here. We're going with Lakers uh, voices. So, uh, guys, uh, let's get started right away. If you're into that, um, this is a roundtable, so we all can talk. Let's just not talk over each other. But we're, we're going to get heated because these are this is our team. This is our team. Right. So we're we're going right. to go at it. All right. Um, you know, on Profanity Nation, uh, as the season started. We did a, a show, and we, we kind of, you know, looked out for what we thought the first 10 games were going to look like. <clears throat> and all of us are pretty resolute looking at that schedule, maybe a 7-3. and three. Um, That obviously hasn't taken place. <clears throat> Let's start with, with Daniel. Daniel, Lakers are 5-5 five and five after 10 games. Um, initial thoughts on the team and the <laughs> uh, what they've done so far. know how many injuries they've dealt with so i think you could look at five and five and say yeah you know if you want to be a championship type team you should be better than that but at the same time if you look at the circumstances um the schedule you know got off to, to a really tough start and there's some teams that they played that are actually looking better than we thought so i think all things considered um still really early in the season but like like dan was saying uh they were what two and ten to start last year or whatever so 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, let's go. Let's go straight to Petty Petty. Uh, five and five. <clears throat> First, what were your expectations when the season started, and then what are you feeling right now? My, my take here, and this is, I'm, I'm going to be on Mike about this, you know, let's act like we didn't get you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because it's a long season, and there's been a lot of long seasons, especially following the last season that we had, like, like they were saying, like, we started out with a 2 and 10 start, like, and we ended up in the Western Conference Finals, so I can't sit here and be like, oh, we're going to win, you know, the first, right off the first, you know, 10, but I obviously expected this to, to be better. For me, they haven't really been about if they've won, it's how they are lost, it's about how they won or lost. And it hasn't been entertaining in some times, and it's also been just kind of a mess. The things that they're not doing has been frustrating. So it's less about like the actual, hey, they have this many wins and this many losses, and it's more so about uh, there's something there's something that's missing right here, you know? Yeah, some, some chemistry, guys. Um, you know, you brought up the start last season, Dan. Um, I, I'd like to go to that. Okay, so so last season, of course, they were two and ten. Two and ten. Two and ten to start the season. Now, yeah. uh, we all bleed purple and gold, but guys, looking back on that season and and comparing to that, isn't that just fool's gold? That ain't that's not real gold right there. You can't count on that to happen again. I don't know that that's ever happened in the league, unless you guys can remind me. But um, it was it was bad. Isn't that just season. making us feel better? No, you know, <laughs> last season, man, the way it started, we had to know it was going to be bad. The chemistry just looked crazy mm -hmm. off, right? Mm -hmm. We had a brand-new head coach in Darvin Ham, and, and Russell Westbrook had an undefined role. It was just all bad from the start. However, this season, man, there's a couple of things that got me really encouraged. All right, we beat two teams we usually don't beat. <laughs> okay, I'm talking around this time of the year. The Flippers and the Phoenix Suns. And the Phoenix Suns, we beat them twice already? Yeah, yeah. So that's – that's I already counted three wins that usually we struggle to to get take off early in the season. Yeah, I, I I tend to be more of a positive mind. At times I could get upset. Now that beatdown we took in Houston, mm -hmm. that was some BS straight up. So you know th those are like the discouraging ones, especially no matter who's playing. Right, you cannot get beat down by thirty four to the Rockets. However, I th I, I find to a any lot of team. yeah to any team, but especially the Rockets yeah, are up yeah. and coming. And so I find it very encouraging that we've already beat a couple of teams we struggled with all season long last year. So I actually think we're ahead of the curve. I know my man right here don't agree with me, but well, I mean, here's the thing. So, so <laughs> last year, I mean, we could we could go and compare, uh, you know, what we were last year versus this year. First mm -hmm. of all, we have a completely different team, right? You know, and we, we hit our stride going going, you know, the, the second half of the season all the way into the playoffs. We overperformed, so we obviously now we have a team that had the chemistry. We got we actually. Rob Polinka did a great job in building the team right. of players that we needed for LeBron, all that type of stuff. We have a second year coach who who understands the players and stuff. I mean, we we can't we can't compare what happened last year to what happened this year. But at the but what but can you compare what happened at the the end of last season with what's happening this year? Yeah, I can. Okay, you know, but at the same time, like I'm looking at, I'm still complaining about the same things. LeBron hey, is not, huh? <laughs> same. He's like, I'm still complaining about the same I'm thing. I'm still complaining about the same thing. And a year before, a year before that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm oh. talking about. No, no. What I'm saying is, in, in the beginning, I I said the second half when we have this team, right? And then and this year now we I'm not talking about the first ten games because that's we we completely didn't have that team. 
we have to bring it when after all the trades happened last year into uh, to this team that starts up here. I expect my expectations were definitely higher because they had the chemistry. I'll be able to get into the playoffs and make some noise there. And then they were coming back with the, with the same team with, with additions that we all agree with, you know, and Darvin Ham, you know, more season, they have a better relationship with AD and LeBron. They, they both were hundred percent healthy. I mean, but I'm complaining about the same thing. You know what I'm complaining about LeBron. I'm making the right play. Why is this guy shooting? Why is LeBron? We'll, we'll, we'll get why? to individual players. We'll okay. get to the field. Uh, step out your thought. Um, okay, so we're five and five. Okay, and there's some some losses that we shouldn't have taken, and some wins that we probably stole. I mean, let's be real. I mean, we're gonna keep it a buck, right? Um, but at the same time, look, we have these this, this rotation that looked like it was almost set in stone. We kind of like all saw it. Um, Terry on Prince being in the starting lineup. Yep, he gets he goes out. So now we don't have this starting lineup person that we were going to be the fifth. And the reason right? is supposed to probably be Vanderbilt. Right. And so then, and then Vanderbilt had the yeah. play. Yeah. Um, Gabe Vincent was playing in the beginning. I mean, he plays pretty good defense at the top. I was respecting the defense he was playing right at the top. Of the, um, so, I mean, we're missing that. Um, and then, of course, LeBron James and, the, and AD missing a game or two here and there. Um, they haven't had that full – you know, um, complement of players so we can really fully assess this team. And so, like I said, I am looking at it as, you know, glass half full. Maybe I'm an optimist. Maybe, you know, um, but at the same time, uh, look, dude, let, let's let's be real. That last year we did start bad, but we are um, better. Mm-hmm. But we will, I think, I think when you look at the schedule, you look at we have our own games. One thing is encouraging, 4-0 at home. I, I like yep. the fact that the Lakers are protecting home court. We haven't done that in a long time. We've dropped a lot of games at home in the past few years. Can we hold it down and make it a fortress to come into Staples? Crypto. It'll always be Staples to us. Right. It just it felt like that. And it's like, just get us on the road. Because we need the camaraderie, right? We need that camaraderie. We need that We need yeah. that chemistry. Because that's going to get us the extra. But, you know, at home, we kind of, like, take it for granted. All right. We're holding that. Uh, Daniel. Um, you know, we brought up, you know, that, that we're kind of, instead of comparing them to the start of last season, let's compare them to the second half of last season. Uh, I think, you know, when we went in and we were talking on our show for that first 10 games, we were expecting to, to see a little bit more continuity coming in with the second year as Darvin Ham and the set, you know, with, with, uh, LeBron and AD, we knew there were some role players in there, but we expected some, some continuity. Do you think it's just the injuries that, that have affected that? Um, even though the superstars are there? I definitely think the injuries are a major part of it. Like, you know, you guys just kind of broke down how many guys have been missing in those key rotation guys, like starters, like six men. Like, um, guys, they're expecting, you know, to, to be big parts of this team. So it, it's tough when, especially, like, in training camp in the preseason, when you, like, you already don't have those guys. Like, you mentioned Vando. He played the first preseason game and, and then was hasn't played since then. So that makes it tough for building continuity. Um so that's why I think I just think it's kind of too early to like be full on, you know, panicking. Um, with that said, though, I do think there there are some concerning things we've seen, and and there's been some trends like slow starts, like they've been down double digits in the first quarter every game. It feels like like they're getting killed on the glass. Like those are things that are serious cause for concern and need to be addressed. But I, I do think getting some of those guys back will kind of help in those areas too. So I I think 
um, even though there is areas for concern, I still think like we're, we're 10 games into the season, like that continuity is going to develop, you know, throughout the year. Like, you know, talk to me in March and, and April about continuity and, and we'll see then. Scott? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I also think that, you know, I'm, I, I, I highlight the, the, the injuries as being one of the major reasons um, that we have such, you know, a slow start. Um, however, I mean, it shouldn't be understated how, you know, out the how slow out the box that Austin Reeves started. Like we were depending on Austin Reeves to be that third person, and in the beginning of the season, he just wasn't living up to that. Now, is is he buying into his six man role? You know, he sold. I mean, Ham sold Ginobili. He bit that. He took that. He said, "Yeah, I can be that guy." And since then, if you look at Austin Reeves' numbers over the last five games. He's shooting over 50% from the field. He's shooting 70. He has 17 points a game. He's getting about five assists. Um, these are good stats for them coming off the bench. And if he's going to do that, then I think, okay, now we got something cooking. If you go ahead and you put him on the bench, team him up with maybe, say, Vando, or you can team him up with, you know, a, a Cam Reddish, then you, you see, like, we starting to say, now, okay, now the second unit is now looking beefy. Before it was kind of like anemic. But now it's like we got some. Got some, you know, some guns coming off the bench. And, yeah, yes, go ahead, sir. Petty, please. So, one thing that I feel like we're also not giving this team grace in is the fact that they're running an offense, a different offense, right? They're not running, uh, they're, they're running a five-out offense right now. So, that changes someone like Austin Reed's role, who all the things that you said I think are a factor, but his role was what has changed from him being in, from going to a, a four-out to a five-out. And I think you're seeing, the difference between the way he plays when he's the guy like come he has, he's back in the role that he was when he comes to six men off the bench. So I feel like that's a factor, not only just for for AR, but also for the team in general. Like you know, we we look at the team like, oh, how come they don't have the same like uh, they don't feel as comfortable in the offense? Well, it's like D'Lo and and Austin Reeves they're playing a different role than they were last year. So I feel like that's a factor um, also. But that's just me. I, I, that's something I feel like when we don't give teams. Uh, or the Lakers the same grace that other teams get? Because, like, around this time of the year, everyone's just, like, trying to – like, a win is a win at this point of the year. You know what I mean? We're, like, 20, 30 games in. Then, like you said, in March, we're like, oh, you know, why is it that there's no continuity? But you can tell that Darvin Ham has switched things up. He had – you can tell that he had the, like, oh, the 10-12 game approach going into the season. And injury after injury is like, okay, no, I have to figure out how to win now. And that's why you're seeing the changes. Now, and you're seeing why the, the Lakers look so much better in the last two years. Now, one thing we can say about it, you know, when you talk about the Lakers, though, and we've all know it, so we, we can, I can say this with confidence. Like, we know we ain't got that grace. Like, we know we can't <laughs> have that grace. Like, that's, 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 that's being real with it. I mean, if we're going to go ahead Every and, other team in the world, and have this the hubris of being 17-time Laker fans, then the expectation is inherent. Like, it's not going to be where we can sit there on our laurels and be like, Oh, we've done that before. We don't hang up Pacific Division title banners right. for a reason. Especially because when you have LeBron. The, the situation, our, 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 the our expectations yeah, are too years. high. So, so, yes, I mean, I get that. Yes, I would love to give it, but we are a win now all the time. It is always pressure. And we know it's always pressure because any misstep the Lakers do, other fan bases are jumping. They're trying to crush us for every little thing. So you already know. <laughs> That we feel the pressure as just Laker fans, people are like, oh, okay, here we go, okay, here we go. 
I got to get on Twitter yeah. here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. Every time you have the Lakers there don't perform we well, like, all of us are like, oh, man, do I, I go know. online? I don't know. I ain't getting on the spaces. I ain't getting on the <laughs> That's yeah, your job. Yeah, so yeah. We all do. Your chin's out do. there, bro. Your chin's way out there. Where it started one way and ended the other, both ways, right? We've had seasons where it started out well, and then like, wow, this is not, this is not a like a contending team, right? And the you know thirty game minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, dang. So I just kind of feel like as the people who are in, for us in the Zoom, are the people who are in school and the way this is the fans see it. I was trying to do myself, my uh, try to do my best to make like the positive of it, make it fun. So I, <laughs> I agree with you guys. Like I, I, the same way. That's how I, I speak in private. No point about how it's so early and, and so did Daniel and all you guys. But let me add to that. Right. Every team in the NBA, first 10 games, identity crisis. Nobody knows who they are. Remember, Utah started hot last season. Mm -hmm. Where'd they end up? In mm -hmm. the gutter, right? Mm -hmm. So as far as the Lakers go, I actually think they're ahead of the curve because my man right here said that, hey, the Lakers, you know, we have high expectations for them. We're coming off of the Western Conference Finals. I agree. However, think about this. One of the key pieces that was there last year on that road to the Western Conference Finals hasn't played a single game for us this season. That's Vanderbilt. Right. As when we acquired him, people underrate what he brings to the to the rotation. Right. Whether he comes off the bench or he starts, Energy this guy out. is elite defensively. He could he could guard the, the next team's best player. We're missing just an integral part. And he also helps with the rebounding as well. I, I, I thought A.D. was unlocked when he was out there with the starting lineup with him there because Vando was doing some of the dirty work. And then A.D. could focus more on the which is what he loves and what he loved in 2020 right. that he had JaVale McGee and he had exactly. you know, Dwight Howard to do the dirty work. So right now, everybody's trying to find an identity right now, including the Lakers. They are integrating so many different new pieces coming in. We still haven't really seen Gabe Benson in the offense. You know, he, he was starting to get comfortable when he got hurt. And, 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 of course, all the new players, right? Cam Reddish looks phenomenal. Yeah. The right? emergence of Cam Reddish has definitely made a difference. That's true. That's right. I'm on record to say, hey, Cam yep. Reddish is the best player on the team. Yep. Because he's playing well. Yep. Because he's playing well. 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 Because he's playing Stretch. You know, guys, um, speaking of, you know, we're speaking of uh, uh, Reddish, we're speaking of Vanderbilt coming back. Now, we, we know, in fact, you, tw you tweeted today that uh, he's been cleared right. um, for to, to move towards uh, full contact. Um, so let's just go besides Vanderbilt. Uh, Daniel, let's start with you. Who is the, the injured player we most are looking forward to getting back besides Vanderbilt that we think is going to make a difference on this team or, or, or get this team rolling? I mean, it, it, it wasn't uh, Rui Hachimura until he just got back and he, he looked good the last couple of games, so that's good to see. So, so I guess the other guy would be Gabe Vincent just because he's supposed to be that third guard who's kind of taken over, you know, the Dennis Schroeder role who could 
come off the bench and, and provide that playmaking and that defense and that steady shooting. That's kind of may, might be why they kind of had to move Reeves to the bench to, to take on some of those, you know, point guard duties just because they're short on guards. Like when you look, they really only have, you know, three ball handling guards on the team. I guess the fourth would be Jalen Hitchapino, who's also out, but also a rookie. So wasn't expected to make an impact this soon. So I think getting Gabe back uh, to, to, you know, play those steady minutes off the bench to give you that, uh, point of attack defense that this team has really been missing. I think, uh, you know, that'll be nice to have him back, even though there hasn't really been an update on him, so who knows? Mm -hmm. no yeah, and, and money. Um, as you know, Darvin Ham likes to play his uh, multiple guard lineups. Yeah, all five. Yeah, like he wants me all five. So, so everyone's kind of like, well, dude, if one's out, okay, make him, you know, do some some different things there, you guys. Yeah, but you, but you, you know, my concern is like, you know, like last year, you know, I'm not gonna say it it was bad, but everybody was playing mediocre. Like, you know, no, there was no team that had over that had went over 55 wins, pretty much. Like every it was it was it, that's why we was able to kind of sneak in like with our record and be able to even get into the playoffs because of that. But I mean, you got the Nuggets, man, trying to prove they eight and two. You got the you got the Mavericks there seven and three. You got I'm sorry, um, uh, Mavericks are eight and two, and then Timberwolves, uh, Timberwolves are seven and two. So I mean, you you have these teams actually in Nuggets right now. They really want to get it. We're we're in a seed right now, and I know it's early. But I think we still have to be able to be able to uh, be played above 500 uh, going forward. We can't, we can't because I think that the records, there's going to be some 60 win, win teams this year. And we can't just, you know, say, oh, yeah, well, somebody gets back from being hurt. We can do it. We have to figure out something now. I have a little sense of urgency. Am I, am I, am I wrong? No, there? you're not. But I mean, with the but, team. Yeah, 100%. I think the Nuggets going to be a 60 win team. Um, I mean, what do you think, Daniel? I saw you smirk, man. What do you think? I think if they could get, you know, in the 48 to 50 range and be like a three or four seed, that, that would be, you know, nice. Um, I, I just think the regular season isn't really, you know, the important thing for this team. Obviously, you, you have to win enough games to make the playoffs and, and right. you really want to avoid the play this year, that's for sure. But I think you want to be peaking, you know, as you're going into the later months of the season, into the playoffs. Like, I think right now we're in – November, like, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I get what you're saying. Like, you definitely don't want to fall behind the eight ball like they did last year. Um, but I think considering everything that has gone wrong and all the injuries for them to be five and five, like, yep. that's like worst case scenario. That's like, what you know, you'll take that. But I, I definitely agree. They got to start, you know, winning games. You can't, you can't be in the eight, nine, ten spot, you know, all season long and, and expect to, you know, right. a, a miracle like last year. Yeah. Um. So of those teams that are at the top of the conference, are they fully healthy? Are they missing key players? Have have you know what I'm saying? So I know they are eight and two, and that looks great. And yeah, Luca and and Kyrie is killing it right now. Yeah, Luca. I mean, however, but, but as Dan brought up, is, Utah was killing it at this time, and and further into yeah, the but season. See, you, but Utah really like everybody was looking. Yeah, okay, Jamal Murray just got hurt. He's gonna be out for the next month, right? Mm -hmm. so yeah. Knows what that, how that's gonna affect? Right. Him. I mean, I think they'll still be great. I don't think they're gonna be like oh. Oh, yes. I, I, I just I have to say, like, with it to go to, you know, along with his point, it's just like there's a lot of players who we're looking at the people who are doing well right now. Like, we're saying, like, man, our team should be doing as well as them. But it's like, to me, like, it's a, it's a marathon. I've seen it where 
I was losing my mind at the time. This time of the year yep. last year, and we ended up making it to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. From like you know, literally broke record, like the first team or second team to ever to do it from losing you know the first ten games or something like that. Right, ten of the first twelve. Games. I don't know if anyone's ever done. That. Now. And, and let me tell you, to add to what you just said, bro, the way I gauge the Lakers is not about how many wins they get. I just want them to have home court advantage in the first round. So that means top four seed. That's right. It. So if we can start off good and get out of the gates in the playoffs. Now I'm feeling confident. Right. Last year we had to start. We did. We were behind the eight ball. A lot of that was because of the trade and, you know, the, the late camaraderie, some injuries there at the end of the season. But this season is different, man, because like you mentioned, Denver is the only team that I could say in the West that truly has an identity. Yeah. Outside of Denver, who else? Nobody you think it, like even Phoenix struggling? Oh early, no, yeah, they, right. With, with, yeah, so he added a huge piece over there. So again, this is to me. This is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. Um, when it comes to like one thing that I can say that we could take away from the the playoffs of last year is I really do trust the Lakers on the road, like to win a big game. Really? Yeah, because we've done it. <laughs> we've done it. I mean, we were AC. We just talked. We have to win on the road mm-hmm. to even get to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. You have to win on the road. So we did that. We proved that. We were down. We go in there and look. Everyone said that we were going to get ran out the gym by the by the Warriors. What we do come in game one, we snatch that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's the Warriors. And everybody said they had. They were. They were plays back. Plays everybody back. Everybody was going yeah. to like picking them. to, you know how were they able to go ahead? You know, they, everybody was on the nuts because of the 50 game game seven, you know, point game seven. And then all of a sudden game one happened and then all of a sudden switching up. So I'm just saying we did that against Memphis. We did that against the Warriors. Now we didn't do that against the Denver, but we were in, (laughs) but we were in both of those games, both games and in Denver. We were in both of those games with Lee. But in regards to the game versus the Nuggets, like a sweep is a sweep. Don't get me wrong. But it's not, that every game. We were in it. Anthony Davis, and LeBron James both have their great games. Like the first game, Anthony Davis was amazing. Yep. LeBron James stunk up the place. They both had games where they were like yep. really great. And then, and then, um, you know, and then so the Wait a minute! Don't do that. But listen, no, 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 Mike. I, 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 <laughs> anytime someone's, anytime anyone says anything anything disparaging to LeBron, he's like. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and championship. They're winning the championship. Yeah, something like that. But guys, guys, I think we're missing the big point here, right? I think the Lakers' goal isn't to improve upon last year's record. I think our goal is to find key pieces in the rotation that coach could trust because last year our rotation was too short. That was part of the reason we got swept in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. If we can find another gem like Cam Reddish, right, maybe Gabe Vincent, not, not maybe uh, obviously Christian Wood, now you're becoming deeper. All of a sudden you have different options. Not, now you're a 10-man team. Heading into the playoffs, now the pressure is on LeBron. Part of the reason, like uh, Petty said, LeBron stunk it up in one of those games in the Western Conference Finals. He was gassed, 
By the time he got there, he had already his back was hurting from carrying so much. And, and, and <laughs> it's not all his fault either, because Darvin Ham didn't trust certain guys like Tristan Thompson that I thought yeah, he should have played, right? <laughs> um, but but now it's like okay, the front office said we went out, we got you some proven guys. Like Gabe Vincent was in the finals last year. No excuses, play him, right? Now, now all of a sudden Cam Reddish is helping us win games, right? Ladies and gentlemen, that in itself is super encouraging to me. Forget about the record. Now you got extra weapons that Darwin can play with come the playoff time. Yep. And that's where I think we're getting better. This is why I'm encouraged, right? Yeah. Be- that- yeah. <laughs> That's classic Laker fans. Yep. The annoyance. You know, mocking somebody after he made the Sasha Vujacic. <laughs> maybe they just haven't. Maybe they just haven't uh, shown up yet, Petty. So, so someone will take that role. We'll see. I, there's always, you know, everyone always takes a role on the team, and, and like you said, it's still really early. Uh, what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, when we get back. We're going to start talking about uh, individual players, individual performances, and so forth. But we're also going to talk about a former Laker that decided to talk a little bit of smack about the Lakers 2020 championship. When we get back, we'll see what you say. Thanks, guys. A podcast for the fans, by the fans. Dive deep into the topics the other shows miss, raw and uncensored. And he's going to play team ball. His legacy is at stake. Rare, hard-hitting interviews with players, coaches, and you, the super fans. I'm not hating. I'm like, okay, cool. Three championships in five years. He's more than good, bro. Profanity Nation. Listen live or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Powered by Jesse Brown of Keller Williams. United One Protection Services. With over 30 years of experience, United One Protection Services has more expertise and knowledge than the other security companies combined. Residential, commercial, municipal, or institutional, United One Protection Services does more than just security. We protect your livelihood. United One Protection Services. Oh, 
A podcast for the fans, by the fans. Dive deep into the topics the other shows miss, raw and uncensored. And he's going to play team ball. His legacy is at stake. Rare, hard-hitting interviews with players, coaches, and you, the super fans. I'm not hating. I'm like, okay, cool. Three championships in five years. He's more than good, bro. Profanity Nation. Listen live or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Powered by Jesse Brown of Keller Williams. fan Daniel Starkin from LakersNation.com and of course Petty, the pettiest Laker fan out there. Uh, all right, guys. So, um, you know, when we left, we went to commercial and I, I kind of teased a little bit, but uh, there's, you know, uh, nowadays athletes do podcasts. <laughs> You're welcome to come on this show. We'll talk to you. Uh, so former Laker Lou Will, he came out and was talking about his time in the bubble and, of course, he was a former Laker, and I actually like his game a lot. You know, great six-man. I mean, one of the most iconic six-man out there. Uh, but he tried to to play uh, this card saying that in the bubble um, that, you know, when they were there at, at about the 67-day mark, the team really just didn't care anymore, that there were, there were rumblings that this championship didn't matter. They never really wanted to be there anyway, so they all just kind of gave up. So they were up 3-1. And just said, forget it. This isn't worth it. We want to go home. Um, anyone here? Uh, I see you shaking. Let's start with Daniel. Daniel, are you buying that at all? Uh, it sounds like a bunch of excuses. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot which one of you guys said it. You were saying that the Clippers um, uh, will. losing or whatever. Yeah. That sounds like a comment a loser would make, honestly. Like, um, I, I remember what, like, you, you, I think you said in that, like, that, they heard all the buzz that like people weren't going to treat the championship as a real championship. Like going back to what was actually happening. I don't remember that at all. Like I remember everyone was watching those games every single night, like thankful that there was basketball on, like saying how like it was pure hoops. Like there's no distractions, no nothing, just hoops. Um, but then when a certain team and when a certain player, LeBron wins it all, then that's kind of when that haterade. Petty, he wasn't the only one. George Carl also said that the bubble championship doesn't count. Former coach. Well, yeah. One thing about George Carl, he's always going to be the same thing. Whether it's emotionally or, or in his career, he just can't get past the So I'm not worried about that. <laughs> he's, again, a, a resident Laker <laughs> hater. He's still salty, isn't he, Petty? He's still salty, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yep. so well, this, is, this is my issue. This is my issue with this whole conversation. I buy it. I do buy it because <laughs> that is the mentality that that locker room has. My issue is that they, <laughs> they, talk they talk themselves into a corner because the whole thing about the bubble is I don't even try to put it as like, oh, this is a better championship. Each season has its own circumstances. Your season, there's a you know a lockout season where the season was a lot shorter. There's That's what I was going to say. Best player on a team. But we're gonna we're gonna like forget Kawhi's run because the best team in the world got all their starters got in. So we're gonna take that away from him. No, we look, they start calling him Jordan or whatever it's called. You know, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't even entertain the conversation. But my issue is is everything that they say is actually like proving the point that maybe this championship is something that elevated because if the team can't even mentally. Do their job. We were all, everybody here had the pandemic too, right? right? We all had things that we had to do. We had to go to work and we didn't have the safest place in the entire unit 
United States, you know. So for me, I, it's followed by Dizzy, you know, Crimea River, you know, play the, the, the smallest, the you know, smallest violin in the world because I don't care. And you're not, you're not the messenger for me. You are the person <laughs> who got fined one hundred fifty thousand dollars for going to the strip club. Ah, forgot about Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> I love that. So look, here's my question. Sad Pat, let me ask you a question. How many rings Tim Duncan have? Five. Yes, yeah, five, right? Yeah. Right. Now, now you know, you know one of the rings he got. You know, short they, it was a shortened season. Lockout, they, right. It was a lockout. You know, right. they didn't. Play, Nobody talks about. They it. didn't play the the full amount of games, right? But you know, nobody talks about that, right? He, he has credit for his five rings, and we're just going to go on about the it. Best player on tour, right? Okay. You know, we, we I mean, but but I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So what 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 kills me is is, is this is only happening because the Lakers, Lakers. won the championship. The bar is always you different. Know. People yeah. always judge it different, because, consider it different. Because, uh, listen, a ring is a ring is a ring. Yep. You go to Wikipedia, it's going to say championship. <laughs> how, and, how many? Exactly. 10 years from now, oh, it's going to say, I mean, look, everybody want to look. I'll say this. Hey, LeBron has four rings. Facts. LeBron has four rings. Did y'all hear when yeah, said yeah, we heard LeBron you has yeah. four rings, yeah, just, right? Just don't so, so I'm the biggest critic of LeBron on, in in this room, and I'm acknowledging LeBron's ring. So come on, y'all. Like if we it, it, what what happened with the bubble, everybody had a struggle. How however, if you want to give up because you couldn't take it, and somebody else was more mentally tough to be able to take it, hey, it is what it is, dog. You know what I mean? Right, hundred percent. Yeah. All these excuses or platitudes or reasoning of why it was just too difficult for them to get in the mindset. Like, so you're telling me it was more difficult than a regular season? Yeah, hmm. yeah. You know, you know. To be honest, but it, but it didn't matter. To be honest, no, no, no. But let, 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 the Lakers won. But 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 let's really <laughs> let's really dissect this, right? Let let's really break this down for what it was. These are these they act like Gen Zers. Right, ooh, ooh. you know, oh, they are, listen. They are Gen Zers because here's the thing: they had, Uh-oh. they had Uh-oh. every. Listen, look, Gen Zers can't, can't sit oh, still, no. right? Oh, they need no. to have their phone. They need no. to, be, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, we're boomers. Mike, well, Mike, Mike, Mike. Listen. What did you say? Were the comments last time? Hey, Dan, the Lakers was on. You got a who is this I'll, old geezer comment? Hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, news flash. I was born, I was born, and look, as, as as my daughter would say, I was born in 1900. Now, you guys happy? No. <laughs> but see, this is, this is my point of me saying that. My point is, literally, like you said, they were in the bubble. They had nothing else to do but concentrate. They didn't have no travel. They didn't, you know, they, they, they had the internet. I mean, but what I'm saying is, though. <laughs> you talking about they, Gen Zers? They had the yeah, internet. But what I'm saying is, though, but they, they, had, they had less to do. You know what I mean? They, they, they yeah. had less distractions. Yeah. So you you, you had more focused focus on the basketball. These people wanted to do something else. You know, Lemon Pepper Lou and yes, go, you know, try to find, sneak a girl in or whatever. <laughs> Which means you, you, you ain't guys focused. had other stuff on your mind. The fact that they were had you in a place where. 90% of what you had to do was basketball, you know, stepping, you ain't got to travel, all your people are there, you know, hey, 
was out, absent from the bubble is the main reason that some of those people couldn't take it in the bubble. That, and we don't talk about that's that. True. That's yeah. we it's oh, true. We, yeah. know. 100%. we yeah. know. We know. <laughs> Hey, you they know, hey, hey, Patty. I mean, if we really got, I mean, like, okay, we're not. This might be an off. Uh, off it might be an off-camera conversation because just don't name a name because we just know yep. there are certain vices that you need, you know, access to that, Play, that, that know, people get used to. You know that you know. Hey, I mean. But you know what? Let's just call a spade a spade. This whole whole thing is summed up into one thing, all right? It's right on brand with the Clippers. They always have an excuse for everything, okay? (laughs) And he was currently a Clipper, and now he's talking about this. So I was like, hey, I I don't expect anything other from Lou Williams. Once a Clipper? Always a Clipper. Except for Odom. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, except for Lamar. Nah, that's a winner right there. We cleaned them. Exactly. Let's let's get on to some individual player talk here, guys. Okay. Um, and, and we'll just kind of bounce around quickly here. Uh, we'll start with Daniel again. Daniel, um, Austin Reeves, uh, up to this point, 10 games in. Thoughts on that? Sounds like a good shirt, Mike. Um, yeah. Petty, thoughts on Reeves? <clears throat> Let's keep it going. Uh, different player, D'Lo. D'Lo has been impressive. Starting from preseason, he's looking to be more assertive. I like that about D'Angelo because when he's passive and stuff, it's like he's just an extra body. Now you're playing five on four because defensively he's getting cooked. Mm-hmm. So I like him on ball. It definitely takes pressure off of LeBron James. 
I still start Austin Reeves over D'Angelo. That's controversial, but I need my closer out there in the fourth quarters. At least if he doesn't start, I need my closer Austin Reeves. You know, he already helped us win one game in overtime. So, uh, but but I like D'Angelo. He's he's gonna be good for us. I just hope he doesn't disappear again in the playoffs because if he does, there's no coming back from that. Stat D'Lo. Um, no, I, um, I think D'Lo has for me is pretty much been playing. I mean, up to his expectations. I mean, it's nothing. He hasn't really done anything above and beyond. I thought that he was gonna come out. And go- like I really thought. Well, these are the last two games, but okay, no, 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 okay, okay. So, I mean, well, I mean, are we gonna ju- are we going to criticize Austin Reeves' slow start and then judge him on the last two games? Because if we're doing that, then Austin Reeves is bomb. But we know he had that slow start. But we're talking about the last two games with D'Angelo. Well, I mean, true. Oh no, no, no doubt about that. However, I'm thinking like when I'm looking at D'Lo, I, I thought everyone was going to come in this season with this kind of motivation. Like everyone had things to prove, right? Um, Anthony Davis would call alternate days. I'm thinking you got to come on the court, you got to ball out. Like that's you. You have your own reasons to ball. Um, Austin Reeves, he was balling, but now everyone says he's not worth the contract. Who is this person? All right, you got to step up and show that that was it was all warranted. D'Lo, you disappeared in the, in the I mean different season series. Chit Can up, you come out and ball out and be that person? Yes, he. But he had that. He had one game where he got. I think he had a thirty-eight point game this year. I think mean, whether it was like a thirty D'Lo? point, a thirty point game, yeah. something, something crazy. He, he had a thirty point game this year. Um, I like D'Lo, but I'm just gonna keep it real. Um. I think he's now there's no pressure because Gabe Vincent is not playing. So if Gabe Vincent point. is playing, that's a good point. We need to see. I need somebody to you be need that on pressure. I need that pressure on him. I need you to keep it going. I don't want you to rest on it because somebody there that can take your minutes is not being playing. So I need the, I need Gabe Vincent in there so I can just be everybody's honest. Austin Reeves honest. Lowe's honest. Everybody's the guards is honest. Okay, even even Gabe Vincent got to be honest because basically we push you and marginalize you and Cam Reddish. Just say, take your minutes. So it's, you know, I'm, I just look at D'Lo. Yes, is he playing well? He's playing well, but I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting to see. I'm going to wait and see on D'Lo. I mean, I'm waiting to see because remember, he's not judged by the regular season. Mm-hmm. He's judged by the postseason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm going to, I have a wait and see approach on Can him. I tell you guys something? I actually thought it was really strange that Austin Reeves was the one who was benched because I think him and D'Lo kind of cancel each other out, right? Because LeBron's really the primary ball handler. Exactly. I actually think Austin Reeves plays better off of LeBron James rather than D'Angelo. There's times when D'Angelo just goes to the corner, stands there. He's better on ball. So I would have actually brought D'Lo off the bench and left Austin Reeves there, let LeBron run a little more point guard, and then Austin run some of it, Mm -hmm. right? And let D'Lo general the second off the bench. Okay. One, as much as I like Austin Reeves, he's not as good as a shooter or scorer. When you have Anthony Davis and – and uh, LeBron in your starting lineup, you have to, you have to have good scores. They're going to always, even if they shoot great for a game, they're always going to be taking away the the you know the inside, right? They're always going to let the three go versus it's just numbers. Wait, so you think D'Lo's a better score than Austin? He's a better shooter. Oh, shooter, shooter. I think D'Lo's a higher volume shooter. Like he needs shots to get hot, right? Not as efficient. I think he's a better. He's a, in general, I think he's a better shooter. I think 
You think so? Okay. So, so if that's the case, why, if that's the case, how come they close the game more with Austin Reese and D'Angelo? You don't need another shot creator. Oh, that's because Delvin loves cards. I don't think. I don't think. Are you saying like talking about in the starting lineup? Or are we talking about just closeout? Like, I'm talking about both because I think sometimes our slow starts are because we have too many ball handlers, and at times they get stuck. Like like for example, LeBron's not handling the ball. At times he kind of disappears in the first quarter. Vice versa with uh, D'Angelo Russell. So I think they kind of cancel each other out a little bit. Why? Versus remember when Caruso was with the Lakers, he also played really well off ball, right? So they're cutting, moving without the basketball really well. I think Austin does that a bit better, but that's just my opinion. You know, I think Austin does that better. I respect that, and I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. I think that you're getting, you're maximizing both of them. I don't think you get the best out of Zelo off the bench, and I think you get, I think that because of Austin Reeves' uh, ability to, to shot create, that it kind of like, hey, it, like, it's not that Austin Reeves doesn't deserve a start. It's that I think you're going to get more out of Zelo. Because I saw him play make a lot better when LeBron was gone yesterday. That was the best game well rounded game I saw. Without LeBron. So, you're going to make money Mike's day, of course. <laughs> so of I'm course. just thinking like Delo is a true point guard, right? So yeah. he needs the ball in his hands. I actually think off the bench, he would get to do that a little bit more. But again, it, it's it's different. Of opinion. I do understand your point that he's a better like probably catch and shoot guy percentage wise. He's not athletic. He's not strong. And um, Austin Reeves is not the strongest guy in the league. But like D'Angelo Russell is not a very strong player. He's not an explosive athlete. He's never going to be the most athletic guy. He's never going to be breaking people down. And you need that when you're with your point guard off the bench because he's got to create opportunities for other people, you know, who normally can't do it for themselves. So, and also, the, point. The, the, start, the starting lineup is Both sides. because you have two of the least athletic guards, you know, some of the least athletic right. guards, small guards, starting and in the West, which is the most, the most guard heavy guard in the entire <laughs> exactly. world, right? And, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's okay. It's, it's, it's a good, that's good opinion. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Good opinion. Go ahead, Daniel. I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off. You're good. I also think one aspect of in, in that play here, like I think the ego aspect of it as well. And I'm not, yep. I'm not saying yep. ego has this like massive ego, but Austin yeah. is like honestly like the most low maintenance mm-hmm. like player in the in the league right now, and he's someone who like a lot of these guys in the NBA look at going to the bench as this huge demotion. Like as you know, they're not a starter. They're they're they don't think they're going to play as many minutes, even though, you know, most of the time they still do. <laughs> yeah. yep. I, I think Austin um, was willing to accept that, and you don't have to worry, like, is he going to, you know, quit on the team or not quit on the team, but, you know, be checked That's out true. a little bit. Um, and I think as we've seen, like, Austin's still closing the games. He's still playing. I love that. Starters minutes. Yep. Um, so I, I think I agree that you can't really have D'Lo and Austin starting together. And I agree with Dan, which I would prefer Austin there, but I think in the sense of, uh, you know, you want to keep both of those guys locked Happy. in and such, I think it's fine moving Austin to the bench as long as he continues to, to close. close yeah. He closed out the game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he did. So it's like, well, at that point, it's just semantics, right? Yeah. Like, I'm always like, who finishes the game? Yeah, that's what I care. Who's 
Then I mean, have money yeah, time at, as opposed to who the, starts. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, whoever, yeah. like you see, I agree with you with whoever uh-huh. is with the game. My thing about D'Lo is, you know, listen, I, I, I just want him to do, if he, if his shot is off, I need him to be able to do something. Can he get something a rebound? Else. Can he play some defense? Can he just do something else that's to affect going to the affect, game. The, affect the game? Is that? Around the fact that, like I said, he's not the most athletic guy on the court. It's like him getting that, like Chris Paul type of strength, where he can, like, and then he's bigger. He's taller than most guards. Like, yeah. he's not a small dude. Have you seen those guys? And he's like six, like six, what, six four, right? Mm-hmm. For a point guard, that's pretty. I think he's maybe six four, six five. And if he gets stronger, then he can post people up. You know, draw draw in a double team and be able to like um, really display the playmaking that he had in college when it wasn't like the top tier athletes, but. You saw a lot of his playmaking. He's a he is a good playmaker when the opportunity arises, but you saw it more on display as featured in college when he was like more on par with the athletes of the you know that he's in. And now that he's not, it's like I feel like you know you're not. I I just feel like he needs to get stronger. So he's not going to get faster, right, or more athletic. So he's got to find other ways to be able to like create a mismatch. And I just feel like that's the issue of why he's not consistent because. When, in, the, in the playoffs, you're going to have someone who's more athletic than him guarding everyone's playing defense, right? And then it's going to be difficult for everyone to shoot. So if he's not scoring, then what is he doing? So, I mean, right. I, Scott. I, I, I need to see it. Yeah. Him, you know, find a way. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, just to go ahead and piggyback that point, one thing I do like about D'Lo, and I don't know, maybe I'm looking at it differently um, um, about his game, but I think D'Lo can get any shot he wants. I mean, I've seen him play the game that, and we talk about the mid-range game. He has a nice floater that he doesn't utilize a lot in that game. He doesn't, he he can get to the cup at, not only at will, but he's able to maneuver and he puts the ball in his left hand and maybe they make those layups. And, you know, if he can do a couple of jab steps, he's getting that three-point shot off. Like, he can do that. He just has to stay aggressive. Sometimes he just doesn't stay aggressive. And sometimes he shots it off. Play at any speed besides his speed. Like, right, yeah, he's got one speed. Yeah, he's it's got that old man game, though. It feels like it's that. It's that. It feels like it's old man game. He's like, I'm gonna just go ahead and him do the herky jerky, and I'm gonna go ahead and just finger roll, like you know. He's so capable of passing too. That's his best trait. Yes. He's a good player. He's four on one break and he's at the top of the key. I mean, he's pulling. You know, he's pulling. He's pulling. Like a four on one break, he's pulling at the top of the key. He's pulling. I've been listening to him. I was just saying to D-Lo, and like, I want to see him win. I'm just being realistic. Me too. Yeah, I'm call, we all call it as we see it, guys. Okay. Uh, due to injuries on the team, we're not going to discuss some of the other role players. They haven't had a, a true opportunity. Obviously, Rui coming back and uh, Vanderbilt and so forth. So so we're going to move on and, and kind of wind this down here. We're going to start with money here. Money. Let's go to Davis. Okay. Um, <laughs> Davis so far now. Now, we all, I think, after the first game, that was a Jekyll and Mr. High. That was like, okay, Davis, this is looking great. And then poof, what happened to Davis in the second half? Um, but since then, you know, have things bounced out a little injury, a little this standard stuff. Look, look, my, my biggest complaint with Anthony Davis is when he gets the ball, he doesn't know what to do with it. You know, like he waits two, three seconds. So he's indecisive. For, for I, I need him, like if we if we look at, you know, I know he doesn't want to be a center, all that stuff, but we we've had great centers. We knew 
when we threw the ball to Kareem, we was going to shoot left, shoot right immediately. We knew we were going to do the ball to Shaq. He was going to turn around, body in, and slam dunk. Or he was going to pass it back out, reposition himself, and get it back in. The problem with AD is he catches the ball. He waits two seconds to see if it's going to double team is going to make. He needs to go immediately and make that and make that move, whatever it is. If it's going to be a fadeaway, a, a drop step, or something, when you hand that ball in the AD, he needs to, uh, to make his move. We give it to you to make a move, dude. Not for you to figure out what's going on. I, I think we have to I think I think uh, you know AD suffers from modern big man syndrome, and what that means is fading too damn much, getting too cute. And yes, yeah, when he's eight feet in to the basket, he's so efficient and he's so consistent. When he goes up strong, he's elite. It's when he you know dribbles, pound pound dribble, fade away, turn on jump shot. He don't. We need, don't want that, right? Yeah, we, we don't, don't want that, that, but he wants that because yeah, he does. That's what these bigs like, right? Uh-huh. They like to act like guards. Yeah. So, so that's the unfortunate <laughs> part. But I'm a big fan of his defense. That I see AD. Yes. I think of a defensive yeah. mind. I think of his Kentucky yeah. days, and that never left. Right? right. That's never gone. Sure Offensive game is 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 like a coin flip. We don't know if thirty point AD is gonna show up or twelve point AD. Uh-huh. Right. So. But I love AD, man. We ain't shit without him. I don't agree with uh, what Little Wayne said, you know, about no, trading him. Like, like when it comes to AD, like this is what frustrates me about AD. We could go back to that first game, right? It felt like AD had a plan. Mm. Like it's like, okay, you know, uh, Joker's gonna body me, but Joker can't mess with these quickness. Like I'm gonna take Joker to the rack anytime I feel like. And he was doing that consistently. Second half come around. Why are you not taking him still to the rack? Right. Like, there's no real reason why you should stop taking him to the it rack. It's working. It's working. Take him to the rack. Keep taking him to the rack. It just felt like okay, his shot wasn't working. And that third quarter, he was he threw up some shots, and they were like none of them were falling. And he kind of like got dejected and almost kind of like checked out of the game. Um, I'm gonna agree with you guys about his like shot making ability. Um, once he's deliberate, I think he's really really good player. Um, offensively, he's. I, I mean, everyone's talking about how how his three point shot has came back. I didn't give a damn about that. I really, really didn't care nah. about the three point shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want him to be able to operate around that basket, you know, with more efficiency. Um, but taking the one game out and using it as an outlier, and looking at the rest of the games, the other yep. nine games, AD has been. Yep. I mean, offensively, defensively, I think he's scoring what like thirty. Like, is, he, is it? Like 26, 27 averaging. points a game. He's averaging like 12 rebounds. He's got three blocks, uh, over three block shots. Yeah. My man's balling out right now. He's right, balling. Right. So I'm I'm I, I'm gonna stall him out. I'm not gonna go ahead and get on AD as much. Um, I just think that when they both play, I haven't 
to this day, I haven't seen, and I hate to bring this back up. I hate bringing Shaq and Kobe into all these Laker conversations, yeah, yeah. but I got to. You know, <laughs> that's the standard. But I got it. But I got to because I've seen we've we've been we've been here before. We've yeah. seen Shaq and Kobe go for thirty five, both of them at the same time, and it's an issue. It's an issue for your team. It doesn't matter who else is play. It's an issue. They both get in your team in foul trouble. The guards in foul trouble. The big man in foul trouble. Basically, they're all. But I haven't yet to see. LeBron and AD both mm-hmm. eat can at we the can same we time. say that they're not an elite combo like together duo? Yeah, can we can. say that? Like I mean, maybe maybe they're good individually in spurts, but maybe they're not clicking together because I don't see enough pick and roll plays amongst. Even though yeah. they won a championship, I thought they were good individually in separate games, and very rarely, like you said, they they both go off. So yeah. can oh, we? I disagree. I disagree. With what? games? No, I'm asking the question. Can we say they're not like an elite? Let, one uh, hang on, Petty. Let's let's go to Daniel. Daniel, uh, thoughts on AD? Well, I, I think like you can talk about the inconsistencies the offense, but I think the defense is always yep. there, and, and I think that's the point. Is like it's hard for him to be the load he does on the defensive end, while also being a 30 point per game scorer like that. That's just not necessarily realistic on a night-to-night basis. Like, yes, there are going to be nights where he scores 30 or 40 points, but with the, with the way he kind of carries this team defensively and makes up for so many other guys' mistakes, there's going to be nights where, where he's just kind of floating on the offensive end. And, and I think that's that's why I think LeBron and AD are kind of the per, like perfect complement to each other, maybe not necessarily on the offensive end, but AD can make up uh, for the offense on the defensive end, which LeBron at age 38, age 39, yeah. he's not going to be locked in every single possession defensively. So I, I think that's where AD comes in. Like, I know everyone wants him to, you know, take the mantle, be the number one offense, you know, offensive option. But I just don't think that's who AD is, and, and I think that's okay. As long as, as, long as LeBron continues to, to be great, like, I, I think AD's focus should be more on that defensive side. Petty. I want to say – yeah, he makes a great point. Like, I agree. <laughs> Echo. Um, but. So, uh, so I, I disagree. Like I said, that was going to be. I disagree. Defensively, um, but defensively, that's where they, they put in the, the best. The issue with the, what we found with, in my opinion, that we found with the kick and roll is that they, the same person who guards them is going to, it, guards one is going to, to guard the other. Versus like, and when a guard is doing a pick and roll with AD, like, uh, you know, Rondo, the person that's being picked off, is, it's a mismatch, right? So usually you're, you're put, the first people, two people that you're putting on there, like no one can efficiently guard either of them, but it's the same, you know, the same type of player. You're going to be like, oh, I'm going to put the same person on AD as I would LeBron. So, so Petty, let me ask you this. Where, where would you rank LeBron and AD as a duo this season? Not, not based off a of 2020 championship, just this season. I'm talking specifically this season. Like, oh, where you reckon? That's, that's different, right? Yeah. Thought, you know, no, no, we, we know what Are you asking for ranking with current duo, duos that are current, playing? Current duos that are playing. In like, the league. Gotcha. Are they a top five duo this season? Right? Together. Because They better be. I, I agree. Win, I agree that be. defensively, AD, that's who he is. To me, he's Kentucky AD. What he gives us offensively is a coin flip. We don't know if it's 30 or 15 point AD showing up. But I'm talking about their camaraderie. When they play together, we don't go into games expecting they're both going to kill in the same game. That rarely happens. With other duos, that usually happens. Like, you know when you face Jamal Murray and Jokic. I mean, that's not about LeBron and AD. That's more about AD as a player, right? It's not about, like, offense, right? Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to be great together. Like, I expect AD is going to have to be an elite defender every game. That never misses. And I expect LeBron James is going to be the greatest passer in the NBA each night. 
But see, that's a problem for me because LeBron James is old. And so we need AD to take a little bit more of the offensive load, in my opinion, uh, this season, in order for us to win a championship. Because, look, he already tweaked his ankle. He's already out for a game. Who knows if he's going to miss the next game, right? And he's already started off extremely aggressive, right? At his age, man, I, I, I just – and I think this is why we have the debate about a trade, potentially, for another star. Because we don't know if right. AD's going to carry the load offensively, right? Well, I think it's more so too about the other people around AD. People, it's like we saw with Rondo, how Rondo was able to unlock AD. Like, again, I go back to the shot creation, right? He's not, uh, we have to accept that at some point that AD is not like an elite, you know, uh, you know, shot creator for himself. Like, I feel like if his jumper's not, it's not hitting outside of just being right under the hoop, like, I don't, I or like, you know, on, on, a, on a lob, he's just not, and that's not even, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that that's something that we want from AD and that there was potential to be there, but it's just, he's not, that's not who the player who is. He's not shown us that he's that player. So for me, I think we need players that enable AD to be able to score right there. And so far this season, until the last two games, we haven't got that from the, the players. Um, like we saw, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Davis and, and AR in the pick and roll and the, you know, yep. successfully play well last night. But AR wasn't giving us that before. So I think it's less about um, um, AD as a player and more about the players around him who are able to do that. So All right. So – you got it. Let's let let's keep this going. We're about to wrap this up, guys. This is uh, Mike's favorite part of the show. Uh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna go ahead and talk about LeBron here. Hang on, Mike. We're we're, we're, we're gonna get one person and then you. You right? know what? I won't even comment. I'm, Not I'm, just, I'm, yet. just yet. Just yet. Just yet. Just yet. Just yet. Let's start with Dan Lakers fan Dan. Uh, LeBron James so far, just this season, is what we're judging. He's been sensational. If you ask me, I think he look look look. I know my guy Mike not gonna, you know, he's not gonna like what I'm about to say, but the I, I, the three point shooting, the settling for that corner shot, that's so controversial. He made the right play. That's the play. That's the play that, that was drawn up by the coach. So as a leader, you're gonna, you're not gonna okay, say scratch so now that. I have to say something. But wait, wait, wait. So he made the right it play. Now, was it to the right game. player? Probably not. I wish it would have been Austin Reeves or D'Lo or somebody in that corner, right? But. Or Torian Prince, yeah, anybody. Uh -huh. But I agree with you guys that I wish we didn't settle for so many threes. That's more so on the coaching staff, yep. right? They want us shooting more threes. They said it early on. They want us pushing the pace, getting stops, and getting out and shooting threes. I wish they would play and take advantage of their, you know, their positional uh, advantages. For example, AD Park, eight feet go. in. Uh, LeBron James, you know, more pick and rolls with AD, more two-man game to close games especially, right? So – I don't put that on LeBron. I think LeBron, come on, man. He's 38 going on 39, playing like a goat. All right. And like, and not my goat, but like a goat. Yeah. And so he's doing sensational. Things. Daniel? I, I just, I'll just say from a physical standpoint, I think he's, he's looked great. Like, I think um, with the, the foot injury, like, he wasn't at 100% in, in the playoffs last year, and, and he was still, you know, pretty good. So I think we're kind of seeing he's got that pre-injury burst back that we saw last year around December, January, when he went on that kind of scoring streak. He's kind of he's kind of looked like that physically. So that, that's a good thing. I think the key is how, how do we maintain that all the way yep, up until yep. the playoffs. Like, I know injuries can happen at any time, but um, ideally he wouldn't be playing as many minutes as he had and as he has. And I think as guys get healthy, you know, that should, that should help with that. But um, I, I just hope he can stay healthy. Like, I enjoy watching the guy play basketball yep. at his age. Like, what? 
Petty, uh, Mike's squirming here, but I'm going to let ahead, you babe. get your take in before we get to it. Because I'm sure he's going to close the show when we get to it. So, so we'll just have to let you go first, please. So, so about LeBron, right? Please. Um, I think LeBron has been sensational. I don't, um, for me, the, the one thing that I really want to take a moment to is like perspective here. It's, we don't, we're not going to have another player like the, the LeBron, the Kareem, those people come around like once in a generation. They're generational. Yep. And I, I think the fact I, I think that the fact that Mike even has the audacity to hold him to the <laughs> Yo, that's of, facts. Of the, great, the, the best stars in the league right now is, is a credit to him. That you look at him and you're like, oh, this guy this guy's not forty years almost forty years old. He's he's uh, you know, he's um one of the premier players in the league. So to me, I feel like I I'm I love that the Laker, it's perfect, the perfect combination of marriage. The most hated player in the league with the most hated franchise. Yep. So I'm, I'm happy with him. It's been great to watch him. And um, the fact that, like he's all, you said, all the points that I wanted to make again about him as a, a player right now, he's got that that burst from before the injury. And that's really all you can ask at this age because we're in charge, uncharted territory. So, uh, and anything Mike says is hate. <laughs> All right, Pat. Uh, anything to add to that before before we go to our resident hater? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think LeBron's been. I, mean, I can't. I can't knock LeBron. I don't think LeBron's the reason why we lost five games. You know, I'm not, not going to do that. LeBron. Uh, did he? Did, was that play drawn? It was drawn up. I don't know if you guys seen the pictures of the clipboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the dude, dude, you see the picture, and like the clipboard is like literally a circle in the corner. Like that dude put. Cameron's that was his court. choice. Yeah. I think, and I think, Terry, I think Prince was on the court. So, hey, there you go, Mike. We knew it. Right, he couldn't just, handle you know, it. Just, just, okay, let me let me let Mike go ahead and handle it, it because we, knew uh, we couldn't do. It. We always got know. through the whole show. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. I think it's, me, right, me, right, you got it. You got money, Mike. This, you got the mic. And let me just say this real. Let me just say this real quick. Okay, if I go five, four, three, two, one, who is? Are you shooting it or you passed it? And if it's five, four, three, two, one at the end of the game, can I answer is that? that person shooting it? Okay. Can I answer that? What is there a double team with a no, six eight wing no, on it? Or? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like let, let's let's let, let's let's back it up. Yeah. No, let let, let's back it up because you know if we go a frame before he's wide open. He's wide so, open, guys. So, so, let's 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 keep it above. Wait, wait, wait. Don't don't act like you know. Wait, 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 wait. Can I say something though? No, I'm just saying that get that he was open, guys. I mean that we game we lost game like that. We, we just don't have game like we that. We lost AD that game, and he had a carry. He puts us at the doorstep. I'm just saying he don't have game. Five, four, three, two, one. It was so gas, bro. I'm just saying. Five, four, three, two, one. He's not that guy. Is it pass? I hear that. We've all we've all said our piece. We all know LeBron, and we're we're gonna we're gonna. I gotta keep control of this, otherwise I promise you, Mike will not stop. We will have. I love that. He is the Terminator. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. All right. Three, two, one. Okay. Now, pass? now, everybody uh, here. I mean, <laughs> pass. Yes. Hey, hey, if you. Is that, is that the play? Bro, like, Somebody's Somebody. seen one if too many Michael it, Jordan highlights. If, okay, if, you, if you have a problem <laughs> right, with it, cool, talk cool. about it in the huddle. Right, Coach that, called the play. All right. So, Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Dan's here. Petty here. Petty, welcome to the show. All right, so uh, every show, every Profanity Nation show, we end with a segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. It's really simple. Money Mike's going to share his thoughts or opinions on a topic. 
and he just wants to know are those thoughts inbounds or out of bounds money mike so i'm, I'm, always, I'm always here making arguments and and i know i know this this crowd the people that i'm here, I'm here with you already know i i, I just gonna ask you guys a question okay give it to if me. i take if i take bill russell raymond jabbar and michael jordan's accomplishments just their accomplishments look at their accomplishments yeah and compare that to lebron Am I out of bounds to say you cannot call LeBron the GOAT if you compare his accomplishments to LeBron's? Am I out of bounds to say, look, I, I literally gave you three people that hey, we could choose over. Bill Russell. LeBron. Bill Russell. LeBron. Michael Jordan. LeBron. And, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, I'm taking LeBron over all of them. You're taking LeBron over all, yep. all of them. And, right. and it's not well, just the championships he won. But it's the fact that he won for three different franchises, and the fact that two of those franchises were irrelevant when he got there. Uh, not were not irrelevant. The Lakers are never irrelevant, but they were struggling. Oh, okay, yeah. they were struggling, uh, and the fact that he was able to turn both of those franchises around and lead them to a title, and he might do it and again. Make them relevant. And he might do it again. Now, let me ask you this, Mike. Let me yeah. counter that we'll, question we'll with a different question. Alone, if LeBron wins the championship this year, nope. is he a goat to you? No, hundred percent. You know why? No. I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. There, there's he, nothing. He'll he he never be a goat. There was yeah, nothing. Yeah, there's he, nothing he, LeBron he, James could do. He, he could bring the, the heavens down and, listen, and create it listen, in front. He could make listen. it rain literally in crypto. LeBron and he'd is still four say and no. ten in the finals. Six. Uh, four four and six. six. I'm sorry. Four and six in the finals. Right. He 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 won't be the goat for that reason. No, you know. No, go go ahead. Go go ahead, Petty. This is my whole issue. Like. Context, right? We always talk about we always talk about the oh how many first of all the, the whole how many wins or no losses that didn't happen until LeBron came around. You want to know why? Because people were feeling insecure about the yep, yep, yep. Until LeBron was was starting to win championships. So once the conversation, my issue with this thing is Michael Jordan never played the competition that Kobe or LeBron played in the finals. He would have less championships if he played the the Warriors. Uh, he would have I, less championships if he played the Spurs. I'm sorry, there's not. A, there's I think I think Michael Jordan, if he played in this year and in, in, in this year, he would average 50 points a game. I, I'll just and, say this: and be the number one, and still be the the best defensive player. On the we team. don't have to tear down any goats to elevate another one. No. They're all the goats of the era. I don't. Okay, I would like to say I that. That's all great. Yep. But but remember, back then you could actually play defense. Back then, so yeah, they, they yeah. have that the argument. Have so there's always going to be a counter argument to everything. Have, uh, you couldn't do zone. Like, you couldn't play zone right. defense. Which, made, which makes it wait, 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 wait. That's why you can't compare. It's apples you, and oranges. Man, LeBron wouldn't survive it. LeBron, see, gonna, he was a see perfect, now we open up. A he's a perfect house. prototype. Let's so, go step out, so and then we're going to finish I, with okay, Daniel. So basically, what we, I mean, what we're talking about is. Um, it, it's we we have keep the, the whole goat conversation. Some out of bounds, out of bounds. That's so far, of course. Yeah, I mean, but because because I would say you're out of bounds only because the goat conversation 
is at this point is generational. We're not going to be the end all be all and say Jordan is the best of all time. Cause I can argue that, but I know there's going to be some people that are going to say LeBron James here. For me, and I Kobe. know there's some old For people me. that say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Because guess what? The conversation was Kareem is a go. I don't know what this like Magic Michael Jordan person. Kareem did this, 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 and he, those guys got drowned out. And then it was all about Michael Jordan. Can we talk about the comments? So we are going to talk about the comments. But hey, also, that's a that's a issue with Kareem. A whole legacy. Like he was um, a person who wasn't loved by the media, the way right? Uh, yeah, well, well, he didn't love it's the media marketing. either, so, true, yeah. so it was well, mutual. <laughs> it was yeah. mutual. Yeah, Petty saying his image wasn't as elevated. Actually, he yeah. was he was actually a dick. All right, I'm, uh, I'm Daniel. Daniel, I'm inbounds, inbounds or out of bounds. Right? bounds. Uh, Money right? Mike's thoughts on LeBron. I'm inbounds. I will say you're inbounds just because I think my man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, he handicapped that inbound. Hello. Money Mike, you can put Money Mike and, and Teddy in a room for 24 hours arguing about who's the goat, and they're both going to come out of there with the same exact opinion. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. That's true. I'm like, not going to convince anyone. So, so I think all those guys are great. Um, so I, I, I think you can argue for any of them, and, and you'll you'll be right. Whoever you like the best. Listen, I would take your So so you are right, and everybody's right. So so there is no wrong with that. I I love that opinion. I love that. And that's the best about sports. That's the best about sports. We all have our own thoughts. Guys, this was great. This was our first Lakers roundtable. We're definitely going to do this again. Uh, Let's start with Daniel. Daniel, is there anything uh, anywhere you'd like to make sure that uh, people can keep track of what you've got going on? Obviously, LakersNation.com. But anything else you'd like to plug right now, please? Absolutely. Great stuff. And of course, we're definitely going to keep up with that. Petty, if they don't know, they know, but go ahead and let everyone know how they can keep up to date with what you got going on. Absolutely. Some big guests. All right. Hey, you want 2K too, right? We don't, I'm, I'm going to help you out. <laughs> hey, if you want to find me, you can find me on 2K too. <laughs> I want to catch a big surprise. Oh, okay. That's cool. oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Dan, Dan Lakers fan, please let everybody know the best way. Keep up to date with what you got going on. Man, follow me, guys, on Twitter at Dan the Laker fan, on YouTube, Dan the Laker fan slash DTLF. And of course, the new merch just dropped. Love it. City of Champs. Court Kings. The best city in LA, man. Championship trophy. Uh, Shopcourtkings.com. And just uh, stay up to date, man, because you know we get it rocking all season long. All right. right. All right. Of course. For Money Mike. Step Pat, I'm yours truly, Simsta. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Petty. Thank you, Dan. Thank you guys for joining. Thank Lakers for fans, me. we'll be back. Chime in, leave the comments, hit them up on Twitter, tell them what you thought of their thoughts and their comments. We'll be back.
Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace. Hey, that was fun.